Hello and welcome to The Schism. The Schism. This podcast is all about critical thinking, dot connecting, the nature of reality, and trying to uncover the truth about the world we live in, society, who we are, and where we come from. Hello and welcome to episode two of The Schism. The Schism. I'm your host, Reese, and I'm back with my co-host, Adam, from last episode. Adam, say hello. Hello again. Last episode, we spoke about school and education and the type of programming that you go through when you're at school. And today we want to talk a little more about that and also the programming that then continues onto your later life when you go out into the big wide world mm-hmm. as a functional or dysfunctional <laughs> member of society. <laughs> so this episode is called The Perception Deception, and that's what we want to focus on today the perceptions that you're fed that really become your whole reality and it starts early from when when you're at school and we kind of briefly touched on in the last episode like what you're taught regarding like the history of man and where you come from and you kind of just taught darwinism at school basically um we come from monkeys we're basically like civilized apes and you know, Darwinism is a theory and there's lots of other theories. It's kind of like a negative thing to kind of teach kids, te- teach humans. Like, oh, you're basically like, just, you know, monkeys. It's just a civilised version of something that was swinging out of the trees <laughs> 10 million years ago. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like really like reductive. Seems a, like, and seems like a hell of a jump sometimes. Especially in school. Do you remember thinking as a kid, thinking, you know, mum and dad, you really that? I just come from a monkey. Even your parents would have been like, yep. <laughs> yeah and like as a kid you sort of think well how did we get from like there to there and and you know it's never really explained and you might think as a kid like well you know how comes monkeys today don't evolve then into humans and you're just told well it takes millions of years or whatever but then you sort of think well even after millions of years would they then like it well we did it after millions of years through homo sapien homo erectus and all those different sort of ones yeah to me they seem like different species, species. Like, rather than human yeah direct i, I kind of thought that because you know when you see that picture of the man, you see the of man the, the picture of the man who was growing he had like more hair and then like more of a like monkey feature yeah, yeah, like right. less okay. hair and more yeah. a straight back and then all of a sudden he's a biological human man and i'm just thinking yeah that's a a few things like the way the, the hands would even change you know when monkeys hands and one minute he's dragging his knuckles and then yeah, yeah exactly so yeah and like a lot of people do do believe that there was some kind of like intervention like and that might have been through like psychedelic drugs like maybe we had a huge leap in consciousness through interacting with psychedelics maybe there was some kind of a dna manipulation from like a like an alien force or mm. a, a possible mm. something from another dimension that that changed our DNA that took us from being, you know, like something really primal to giving us the gift of consciousness and like if if you go back to the to the uh, true translation of like the Hebrew Bible, like it's it's talking about gods, not a singular god. It's like the gods made man. So there, there is a lot of people that think actually that story is about an intervention of some kind from a higher consciousness mm. that gave us 
our consciousness that made us different from apes because we know the difference between right and wrong. We know that one day we're going to die and have this higher knowledge that changes everything. Yeah, it, um, opposed to it just being part of an evolutionary cycle, what set us was part, was given us this consciousness. Yeah, you are conscious and you're conscious of being conscious. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And you become the imagination of the universe and vice versa. It's it really it's such a leap from primates. The idea of sort of teaching kids that they're just civilized like monkeys or whatever, it's like that's just not true. Like we are connected to a, a higher realm of consciousness and and like the source of all imagination and we are in a different league to the chimpanzee. Well, family and as far as i'm concerned we are a completely different species as uh, and so were all, so were, all the all, other all the others like, as well prehistoric well, we know from schools like with dinosaurs like in terms of fossilized bones and stuff from millions of years ago so we know these giant creatures were here on the planet but it's little known between those stages is there like we're talking about evolution now but we could be talking about a lot of those periods you know you know, we know there's like the crustacean period and those sort of bits, but it really speeds up really quick when you're in school and you're learning about these things because... It's huge gaps. No one really... We, you know, oh, we don't know about... It's the Tyrannosaurus Rex, and then all of a sudden, man happened to come down out of the trees and started building clay huts and using tools. Yeah, there's big leaps and big gaps. Yeah. Which... which aren't explained to you but i think there are answers out there yeah and you're not really taught that okay we know about say ancient egyptians and that's kind of the last major civilization that we really have that much information on you know you go back further than that and you're talking about the sumerians then you get into like legend of atlantis and atlanteans a bit you know, our knowledge only goes back so far and then it's kind of anyone's guess and they keep and we keep on finding remains that keep on moving the date, date back. back. But it's like, does education move with, with that? It, not at all. I don't feel like it does. No. Like all In fact, these it gets new further away. All these new discoveries that get made should completely rewrite the textbooks kind of thing. Exactly. And and the science books. And yeah, these things are so. constantly happening, but they just kind of like things just seem like they stay yeah, the same. Yeah, it's like they teach what they teach in school, but to find out that stuff, you'd have to read a good book or The Economist or maybe an archaeological magazine. To yeah, it's not like they're going to be like, right, update all the... Kids in school, by yeah. the way, we're 2,000 years older than we thought we were. I mean, there's there's a lot of good... And it, what, and it keeps them moving back and back, back, back to the point now where people like Graham... Hancock. Hancock mm. are saying... Big nod to Graham. Who knows? We could be millions of years old you know we don't know how many uh cataclysmic events have wiped us out uh it, it could be again and again and again over millions of years we we really don't know like how old we are and where our true origins come from and so yeah this idea of like there is so much that we don't know it's like that's a really good basis for learning like it was plato that said i know that i know nothing and that whole idea is built on this um Socratic paradox from Socrates about, you know, he, he was the wisest man because he knew that he knew nothing. 
and it, and that's awesome. it's almost like the more that you don't know the more you, eager you are t- to learn and the more open you are to really accept like all you know all possible all possibilities rather yeah. than just main narratives that you've either been sold to you through your teachings or yeah media or anything you know you it is like i think because it's the journey as well he probably appreciated that the more open you are to everything that's the infinitely wisest you can become because the more closed off you are to things what can you possibly learn you realize that information has been like destroyed over the ages like i've recently been looking at the um the burning of the Library of Alexandra. Oh yeah, yeah. Where like thousands of scroll, like Gnostic scrolls, were destroyed, and they completely killed. They killed the librarian. They 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 killed all the Gnostics. You know, like holy men, priests, whatever. And um, they tried to like erase them from the history books, but you know that in some way or another, like so much of this knowledge was recorded, and this has happened throughout history, like again and again Mm. and again. I'm fully convinced that, you know, in the vaults of the Vatican and... and Yeah, they have that information still. The hands of the powerful. Yeah, they still, they've hoarded all this information. See, we said this, they come in and you think they would just exterminate and burn everything, destroy everything, but they don't. They come in and they learn and extract everything that they use they notice it's like it could be weaponized or be powerful and yeah. then they kill everything off. Yeah, like so, I've heard... Um, David Icke talk about the, the uh, milk in the minds of the shaman and then killing them. But it's like, you know, they extracted the information first. Ah, uh, yeah. So I think it's ignorant to think that the 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 powerful, they don't, they don't have a much better understanding of the nature of reality, the origins of humanity and all this ancient knowledge that was lost or destroyed or whatever. They've hoarded that as well as wealth and power and control and and treasures but beyond imagination i'm sure they've hoarded information and knowledge is power knowledge is the is the true power and and i and i really do think that they they're using this better understanding of the world and the nature of reality and uh everything the universe other dimensions you uh, alien life. You 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 think of all the things that we're going to be talking about on mm. this podcast series that we know that they have all the answers to. You know? Well, they had this all about control, controlling it, isn't it? Because, like you said, the, the knowledge is power, and what you have to do is you take you have to take control yeah. of all the knowledge. You can't yeah. suppress it. You, you have to suppress it. You have to. You have to basically filter through what you yeah. deem as safe or correct. Yeah. And, what and if they can't suppress it, they will try and ridicule it or they will try and outlaw, paint it. Outlaw as, it yeah, outlaw it, paint it as dangerous or crazy. I mean, it seems like they go from sort of laughing at it to calling it crazy. And then if it carries on momentum, it seems it gets to the point where it's like, no, it's it's dangerous. It needs to be banned. It needs to be outlawed. It needs to be censored, or um, they kind of link it to something like I don't know, right wing politics, or yeah. any way that they can say it, right. It's so this this information is so dangerous. We have to shut it down. 
But is, isn't that quite funny? I've always thought that's an interesting concept, dude. The fact that information just would get to a point that it would be dangerous to it's you. It's just words, yeah. How is information at a point dangerous? Especially, what if the information is true? Uh, yeah. Is that the danger? Yeah. Is that the danger? We can't let them know that this stuff yeah. is honest and true. That's our danger. We don't need any more censorship because there's already laws in place to stop people saying certain things. For example, you, you can't you know incite riot and you can't... Oh, that's what Donald Trump got in trouble for recently because they're accusing him of in, in, inciting the... Um, attacks on the Senate. Yes, yeah, that, that was it. But you know, you so you can't go online and say, right, you know, we're going to trash the city and everyone meet up and da da da. And you and you can't, you know, this or you can't say, right, every, you know, let's let's go and kill this person or whatever. There's there's laws in place to stop you saying certain things. So when people are calling, oh, well, it, things should be censored and blah blah blah. It's like, well, yeah, they already are. So when they cross that line of kind of doing physical harm to someone or um yeah i mean you know you can't openly be like a terrorist online yeah um, you'd, you'd have to look you know what it is you'd have to look at the stuff that's banned for the outright obvious like like i don't know like torture child pornography the really heinous things and then look at the other stuff they censor like Outward forward thinking you know, speakers. And if it's stuff. just opinions about how society is run or something, it's like that should that's not doing anyone any mm. harm. That is, you're 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 debating. Yeah. You know you're, so and 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 if it does cross that line, then the law usually steps in anyway. So, I don't beyond that. I don't really see why there's any any need for any more censorship. It's crazy. So going back to some kind of like timeline for a second. So you leave school, higher education, you, you, or, you know, straight from school and you go and get a job and you realize if you go, you know, especially if you get like an office job or a job in, in some kind of like official capacity, you realize it's a really similar blueprint. It's just, you know, the teacher has been replaced with the boss. Mm -hmm. You get into work at a certain time every day. And if you're late, you get told off like you did at school. Um, you know, your colleagues are like your classmates. There's the hierarchy. Um, if you get in trouble, rather than getting detention, you, you'll you get a telling off and you... you verbal warning, written warning. There you go. Yeah. Just like at school. It's like if, a similar if you, thing, right? If you, miss verbal if warning. you miss deadlines, you could be liable to fines, depending if you work in finance. If you miss deadlines, you could lose money, so... Yeah, and ultimately, you might get expelled, which would be losing your job. Yeah. You know, the only difference, really, is, like, you're doing it for... You know, they've sort of... Move school into e a Eased you into, okay, so now you're... You, you know, now you're not doing it for the programme, and you're now doing it for, like, money, for tokens. Yeah. Like, and if you disobey or don't do what you're told at your job, you will, you know, you won't just get expelled, you'll lose your job, you'll lose money. And then if you do fall into that, which a lot of people do, I've been in that situation a couple of times, suddenly you're in a position where you've got to sign on at the dole. Uh, in America, they would call it welfare welfare I guess, I guess yeah. yeah so in britain it's the dole when you 
suddenly realised, God, I, I don't know anything about this. I don't know what, what I'm doing. Again, you get thrown into the deep well, end with that because you're, you're, you, you're, you never get taught that at Well, school. you're taught that even before that you leave school that that's going to be the be all and everything in life, isn't it? It's all about just making it through those fine years. Yeah. I mean, now more people are going to be, you know, jobless and having to sign on than, than ever. Like, I'm sure that is a very real possibility with a lot of people coming out of school at the moment. Like, more so than when we were coming out. And education fees have gone through the roof. So really to go to, you know, higher education, to uni or something, you're looking at getting yourself into, I've heard like 30, 40, 50,000 pounds worth of debt. I mean, like crazy money you'll be paying off for the rest of your life. It's really like a slave system to anyone that isn't very wealthy. Yeah, yeah. And you really feel like now it's just turned into, well, higher education is something that only the the wealthy can afford. And still no guarantee that it's going to actually lead you to a good job. I mean, no. I think still there's plenty of people that left university. I, I didn't go, so I'm not, I can't count for one, yeah. one of them, but plenty of people did go, learn something, and they're not applying yeah. it to them. And that's now. another sort of lie you're told, actually, because you're told, like, yeah, it's really important what higher education you get and what uni you go to. And then when it, when it does finally come to you getting a job and stuff you realize that a lot of it is down to like how you are in the interview mm -hmm. you know whether they like you or not you know it helps to have some kind of qualification or whatever but a lot of jobs that i've got they, they really seem like they just haven't cared about that it's, it's more just about like yeah, your character your e like eagerness to work and learn and you'll be starting at the bottom bottom rung of the ladder anyway <laughs> yeah it's they're not like, expecting it isn't the be all and end all that they make it out to be like you don't it's it they, they kind of make you feel like oh if you don't get a higher education stuff you're going to be a failure but that's just not the case at all another lie you're taught is that you know money and success and having a good job and all these these material possessions are, are gonna somehow make you happy or fulfill you or like that's the aim in life and you do realise over time that that's another lie that we kind of tell ourselves and, and, and are programmed to think. And it's just not the case well, at it, all. It looks glamorous on the circus, doesn't it? If you have to imagine, if you look, look what we're sold through media and stuff looks good. If you do have a really good job, then you're going to have a big house. You're going to have a nice car. You're going to, do you know what I mean? They, they come, it comes with a package, like a, like a, like a deluxe dream that, it comes, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a dream. You're not told about the sacrifices, like how many how many people work that hard, but, but are sacrifices that they don't really get to spend any time with their family. They don't get to watch their kids grow up. Mm -hmm. They just work, work, work constantly. And one day they, they realise, my God, I've wasted so much time. I didn't see my friends. I didn't see my family. I didn't, I miss watching my kids grow up. But, you know, I just spent my whole life chasing money and I've got all this stuff but it's not made me happy like maybe they get divorced maybe they screw it all up maybe they maybe they won't but they still get to a point where they just think what was all that about you know and like time can just pass you by like people that are just working and on the grindstone constantly and they're you know they they, they call it like a like a rat wheel yeah and they're just in a rat race because they are just chasing nothing chasing their tail chasing you know 
or like chasing the dragon you know <laughs> like you're like never gonna get to yeah. that hit after hit and you never find satisfaction <laughs> <laughs> no you're like chasing this you know thing that has no no end and like the point of life is living it's not you're not it's the journey it's not the end you're, yeah, you're not actually getting anywhere but I, I feel like people are just running 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 like it's like uh, Alice in Wonderland says you know you have to run as fast as you can just to stay in one spot in in this land you know and that's like our reality especially like if you live somewhere like London it's like you have to run as fast as you possibly can just to stay in one spot just to survive yeah, yeah, in this city I like, I like that all the hard work and all the money you earn it, it just it just maintains your survival, survival. It's not, in the you're, city. You're not reaping like the the merits of your work or this life. You just, like you said, the wheel is just a perpetuating motion. Yeah. Yeah. And that's people that are in survival mode. Even the people that are mega successes and have a penthouse and are super rich and have the, yeah, or Ferrari or da, da, da. These people are still caught in the rat race. Maybe more more than people that just live for the weekend and have a nine to five and, you know, they they might be having a, a freer experience and a freer time than someone who is just 24-7 businessman and, and they never stop to, you know, even take take a breath, like, it doesn't really matter what what end of the spectrum you are. I, it it really does matter, like how how happy your experience is, the the people you love and love you in return, and the the quality time you spend with them, and yeah. the the positive difference you make in the world, mm. the journey you take of self discovery, and and you know exploring consciousness and. These are things having you, fun. And... These are things you take with you. You know, what I mean, you don't take with you your, your Ferrari and your Rolex. No. And and my ten holidays a year in the fucking Maldives or wherever. You know. Yeah, material. Not, not, not being harsh to anyone who's been to Maldives. I'm sure it's <laughs> lovely there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you realise that material possessions, like you know, they're nice. It's nice to have, like, uh, you know shiny things or whatever but yeah, it's, there's it, nothing wrong they, with that they there's don't this... make you happy the happiness is like short-lived you know? yeah I, I i don't even on a personal reflective i don't have like stuff of mine that needs a safety box or anything of value like that you know i'll be the worst person to rob because i don't have anything going yeah they don't serve value to me they don't serve value. Like they might have value in terms of how much it costs you for it to buy, but what I'm saying is, what's the value of it as it sits on your wrist, around your neck, uh, as you as you in drive and you drive around? What's this value of it to your life? And and there's nothing like I said, it's nothing wrong with people that have these things because you could say, and this is how it is sold on the face of it, they look good, like you know, shiny diamonds in rap, rappers' videos. Like, you know, all the, the jewellery and the bling. You can't not say, well, that doesn't not look good, that a Ferrari that matches my trainers. But, <laughs> but you know, but on the on what we're talking about, really, on the face of it, does it make you happy? Are these people in these positions who even share? No, it's so many famous people and mm -hmm. celebrities and high-profile people like seem, like, utterly miserable. miserable. Yeah. And, like, in distress. They're always, like, going to rehab. They're... 
they're going from disastrous <laughs> relationship to the next. They're... Sex change to sex change and all sorts <laughs> no, of like they, you know, So many of them seem like really screwed up and you don't really envy their life. Like it's a weird sort of like paradox or whatever because on one hand you feel like people worship celebrities and really aspire to be like oh that's what I want I want to be more than anything famous or whatever but at the same time they they do actually know that it it's like a hell it's like a nightmare for for so many of the people that get there it's like you know very problematic and and it's really difficult to deal with the shift mm. from going from not being famous to famous, you get hounded by the paparazzi, your every move, your every word is scrutinized. You know, it's nothing really to aspire to. And it but it comes with lots of And people know that, problems. yet they still Yeah, it's still the the, the dream the Yeah, it's I, like I'll, they're I'll sold make, a fake dream. It will make me happy when I reach that. And some people like we were talking about will go through their lives working really hard, constantly wanting to reach the house and cribs and the seven cars, but you're just, you. when are you ever, you're constantly chasing, 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 chasing. When are you just sat back? And even the person that had all that was probably, would probably think, oh, I need the garage with 10 cars. Like they're still not <laughs> yeah, happy yeah. with that. Yeah. Like and the guy's they, got 10, he wants the 20. You yeah, know? like um, they keep and setting themselves these new goals or whatever, like, oh, you know, I'm a millionaire, but I, I want to be the first billionaire and, and and we we kind of celebrate it as a culture as well. Like, oh yeah, this guy's like a, a, made, a billionaire now. Great. Money and you, on this and whereas that. really we we should be kind of going, whoa, hang on a minute. Should anyone be a billionaire in our society? Like, like we have a minimum wage. Like, should there be some kind of maximum wage? Should there be some kind of cutoff point where it's just like no one needs a billion pounds? Like, I'm not saying you move in like the mafia or something, but it's like, how are we, how are we comfortable with that as a society, as a society when there is millions of people starving and it, it just feels wrong. And like these guys that are now, you know, especially during the pandemic, like I heard that like 50 of the world's richest billionaires have earned over 2 trillion, yeah. close to 2 trillion pounds. Which is between them. 2,000 billion. And how are we comfortable with that when we know that millions or billions of people's lives have been affected by this and so many have been, you know, From, millions yeah. of people uh, yeah, have, have just had their lives torn apart, their livelihoods stripped from them, mm. lost everything. And then meanwhile, 50, 50, <laughs> oh, you know, money. 50 of the world's, Richest billionaires have earned all that and all, trillions. And all those megalomaniacs are still not happy. They're probably like still in the same race. Can I be a bigger billionaire than that billionaire? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't think this does make anyone happy. It's just a lie that is sold from, from, from day one. To yeah, me. and like we were saying, uh, uh, someone that's earned tens or hundreds of millions, you know, they're, they're, they're like, oh, oh, I want to be a billionaire next. These people that we're talking about, these 50 richest billionaires, like they're at a point really where they're probably wanting world domination, it, it, it feels like, because that's the next rung of the ladder for these people. And 
I wonder how many of them 50 are directly linked with the pandemic itself, because it feels like to me that people like Bill Gates that have earned all this money during this pandemic, you know, they, they're also directly linked to it. Yeah. So it's very unsettling that they've earned all this money and I'm sure they're set to make billions or trillions more and just get more and more powerful and have more and more of a monopoly on everything. Another deception. Deception. Or like. Decepticons. Oh, yeah. Decepticons. Yeah. Funny how they actually record that, dude. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Decepticons. Yeah. Computers. Deceiving us. Treacherous <laughs> robots. AI trying to take over. No, another deception I've... I feel is the deception of of politics and the fact that really we live in a one party system and we're told again once you get a little bit older leave school like oh you know politics is important you should be engaged in politics you should vote it's really important you should vote you get guilt tripped into you know you 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 have to vote people even say to you if you turn around and you sort of say, oh, I don't vote, you know, I don't really like any party, I don't see the point, like some adults will come down on you like really hard. Or like even as an adult, like now, if I said to someone, oh, I don't vote, they might turn around and say, well, you know, people died for your right to vote and they try and guilt trip you about, <laughs> about people dying, you know? And you sort of think, well, yeah, people died for my right not to vote. Yeah. As well, you know, it's the, it's the freedom of choice that yeah. they died for and if I don't feel like a party represents the kind of change that I want to see in society and things will essentially see like stay the same what is the point and I've always felt like that but Russell Brand on Paxman when he kind of said that out loud and it was on like the news and primetime TV that was the first time I'd ever heard someone really stand up and say that yeah. on TV and it did kind of make me go whoa you know it's it was kind of confirmation of what I had sort of sussed and felt like for a long time, but sort of been afraid to speak about because any time that I did, I got really kind of yeah, like... It, it, it is built upon a system. We always see like we got, you know, like the left or the right. Um, it's not actually as simple as that, is it? No, it's like the right wing and the left wing are still wings on the same eagle. Exactly. That's basically <laughs> what it is. Um, and if you listen to Jordan Maxwell and he really goes into the, the sort of hidden symbology but behind things like eagles and stuff, when you when you go down to that kind of symbolic level, you really are talking about that. Yeah. Like the uh, left wing and, and right wing politics being two wings on the same eagle. And, and there's a saying, you know, it doesn't matter who you vote for, the government will always get in. Yeah. Because the permanent government always remains, you know, yeah. politicians, they, they, they call them come and go politicians, you know, they're going to be in and out in four years or whatever it's going to be. And someone else new will take their place. When Theresa May was prime minister, she was getting the blame for Brexit and she was public enemy number one and all the blame and all the focus was put on her. And yeah. now she's... Out. out of office no one's talking about her and no, not covid's happening and everyone's focused in on boris and you realize these people are, are full guys or well, you know what it's like it's like even if there was a problem with brexit no one would even bring up theresa may now they'd be like well it's boris's 
problem now. It's, yeah. Yeah. Or like his fault, you know. His fault. Like it's it's only ever hangs on just yeah. the shoulders that are wearing a jacket at the at the moment. But it but it really serves them well to kind of like right get everyone's kind of hatred and annoyance and get all that energy just directed at one person, one individual. And if we can get them to do that, then they won't kind of see beyond. Like they won't mm. see the people pulling the strings, mm. the permanent government and the permanent forces that are always there controlling things are hidden. Another lie that we're told is that, and this is something that I used to hear a lot of, like, oh, people haven't got an attention span anymore. You, you know, they 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 click off after a few minutes, but people are obviously downloading podcasts and listening to two hours three hours four hours of free-form conversation and actually they do have the attention span they they mm. don't just want to see some uh short cut interview like the ones that would be on like one of these late shows where they're like oh hey a famous person on yeah hey what, fil- what of, film have you done oh, yeah like yeah. yeah they're always selling some things a couple of questions and they've all they've it's but obviously always, scripted the yeah, answers yeah, yeah. are prepared how are you I mean, doing how's your family where have you been on holiday yeah oh funny story and funny the story. stories are always same like oh i got arrested once and mm. this funny thing happened it's just garbage like but people you know we're sort of led to believe like yeah but that's what people like well, no, that's not what people like. That's just what they're given. Yeah, we're dumbed down. Yeah, we are. We are like, dumbed down. We're dumbed down and we're fed like, you know, we're fed junk food and mainstream television. A lot of it is like junk TV, junk entertainment. It's, it's not, you're not getting, in the same way you don't get any sort of nourishment from junk food, you're not getting any nourishment of the soul mm. from just junk television, garbage television. I hate television where, like, say something, it's like uh, like a show like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, where it'll be like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, like these flashing lights, and they go down to the chair, and you're like, come on, just get on with it. And it'll be like, welcome back, and it really longs it out, and dun-dun-dun, the lights go on again. First question, and you're like, yeah, yeah, and the choices come up, and you're like, come on, come on, right? <laughs> then, like, the first one's really easy, and you're like, well, it's A, and the guy's like, I think it's A, like... And then before you know it, ad break. And then you're like, oh, okay, I can't be bothered to change the channel. So you just like sit through the mind numbing ads. Like I don't watch TV like this. I'm just actually referring to a time when, when I was watching TV TV, at at home as a kid and I didn't really have a choice, you know, like we didn't have hundreds of channels. You couldn't just go on the internet necessarily like, but you know, many people still, this is still what their TV watching is like. So then before you know it, yeah, adverts come on. It's like back to the show. Dun, 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 dun. Lights go back on. It mm-hmm. only gets bloody interesting once it gets past like a certain value of money. And you're like, okay, it's getting a little bit more challenging now and whatever else. But really, the good bits of that show, which aren't really very good at all, you could squeeze into such a short amount of time. And what you, what you realise with a lot of these junk shows is it's like, it's, Again, it's like a deception. It's kind of, it's stretching it out with just crap, with yeah. BS, with, with meaningless. How much like, of that person's evening can we fill with <clears throat> stuff that's not they're not going to retain or take? Nothing's going to be useful, you know. And this is kind of this happens everywhere. And with a show like that, you know, it's all about money. Yeah, mm, yeah true. Again. And then another good thing to get people interested because 
oh, this person will be winning money afterwards. So that's... But it's basically the same show every time as well. I mean, people seem to love that. But, you know, it, you know, sometimes you can watch a show or you watch it a few times and then you think, oh, yeah, I kind of know what that's about now. And you'll leave it. But other people, they spend their whole life watching that show. Or yeah. they'd just be watching a soap or something you, and you it's the same have, old crap and they don't even healthy, really like it. You can have a healthy balance because you can watch shows like that. Like You could watch shows like that and still have a perfectly healthy balance of everything else. But I think definitely you can have too much. And society now is giving you the option of too much. All those channels, just relentless channels of just channel after channel of the... It's like you'll always find some crap you want to watch. But the irony is, like a point you made earlier, it's almost like you're actually just stuck on one channel. Because nothing's breaking out of the norm. you got Corey on one channel, EastEnders on the other, (laughs) bloody hell, turn on Channel 4, you've only got... Holy Oaks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the same kind of like illusion of choice. You're getting the same crap fed to you, really. It's just like a different brand. You know, I'm not hating on anyone who watches soaps either. Because like I said, you can still have, like you can still enjoy soaps and still get good information and learn about life. But there is such an abundance and it's fed and it's so much of it. It's not like half the channels are all history channels. Well, yeah, it, and you know you a know, lot of people watching it, they're, they're only watching, like I, like I said, I don't watch TV anymore in that way. I, I wouldn't sit there and channel hop and not, not knowing what I'm watching, just letting the TV decide for me kind of thing, and just like a zombie. I wouldn't just watch some junk show that I wasn't really getting anything out of and knew I was just like, you know, wasting my time. Like, I, we're in a sort of privileged position now with like the internet and, and streaming channels where you can choose exactly there what is you want to watch. Like, at least, yes. Yeah, like at the moment, I don't think it's going to be like that forever. I do think that especially with the censorship that's going on, you know, that that freedom that we currently have to, to find all this information, that might slowly be taken away oh, from us. The, the idea of going I'm back sure we have lots of streaming sites, but, you know, like yeah, but... certain in, information might be stream, extremely hard to to hear or it could be, uh, the only could be dangerous. Well, you know? The only information that you'll be able to get will be the information that will be sold to you as information. Like, you know... From the party. From the party, from the... From the mainstream narrative, it's not going to be independent. Uh, and, you know, the, you do wonder, you know, we, we, we've accepted lies that have been sold to us before from mainstream outlets. You know, the government sold us the lies about the weapons of mass destruction over in Iraq and old Saddam's palace. Saddam? Saddam in his palace, in his bunkers. Who knows? He could have been hiding nukes up sheep's sheep's asses for all we know. <laughs> like, literally. Sheeples. Sheeples. But we don't know. Uh, but, oh, we do know because he didn't have them. But we were still willing to maybe, like, let that one go. And don't get me wrong. Like I said, like, okay, that's old. Yeah, that was just maybe one little lie. But it's, it's, com- it's in my eyes, well, what's, what? it, it's happened too much now. It, as I got older, it seems like it, it, the lies happen too often, too well, what's frequently. what's interesting about that lie is that it was a complete work of fiction. And that's why it works so well, because 
when there was no weapons of mass destruction whatsoever and it was just a just a complete lie it was more malleable and they could say oh uh, we haven't found them in this place that's because he's moved them so now we've got to invade this neighboring country you know you can move them around <laughs> well like uh, you, benny hill you know like you, running you, after it you wonder you wonder if they could even after all that could say well you know would you believe it he didn't have any but he destroyed them but, or, or but thank god he bloody didn't have any you know because <laughs> if we have found some they would have been trouble but he didn't have any so yeah we were lucky even though we murdered half the country we were lucky you know like and well the they didn't exist but it worked better for the people making the lies and controlling the narrative that it was built on a complete work of fiction and you know a lot of people david i who i'm going to keep him shouting out all the time um, but he he argues that the pandemic is built on a complete work of fiction and puts up a pretty good case for it and the the weapons of mass destruction works on the same blueprint as that you know something which is a, a complete hoax and completely fake but like we were talking about before the perception the perceived threat is enough it doesn't have to be real. real no. It gets the same desired so, outcome. Come, yeah. It's just more malleable. It's more easy what, to manipulate what? and it's more easy to add more lies on top of existing what was lies. The German Nazi quote thing? The guy who's in office, the bigger the lie. The, I mean, I'm not sure if. I want to say that's a Hitler quote the bigger the lie, no, the were, more people the guy, will it was believe guy, it. it. It was a guy in his office. Yeah, got worked for him. Goebbels. <laughs> well, we won't quote because we don't know the fact. But I, don't I was think wondering was, when Hitler was going to uh, crop I up. Remember his team? I think it was a Nazi. Anyway, I'm pretty sure it was a Nazi that said it. And uh, yeah, like the bigger the lie, the more they believe it. And and the thing is, the lie, the lie can just spin into another lie and another lie. It never has to get round to the truth. The truth can be by the time you've told the tenth version of the lie, the truth's so far away now it'll be non-existent. In, and, and I think this is the bigger the lie, the more people will believe it. Believe it, yeah. and the bigger the lie, and the and the more you, you know, say it over and over again, because repetition is like such a big part of mind control. Yes. And when you think of like not to veer into COVID again, because I I think we're definitely going to do a, a whole episode on the pandemic and um COVID nineteen, yeah. <laughs> but um. You know, the way they keep repeating, at least in the UK, these sort of three-part slogans, where it'd be like, face, space, race. <laughs> no, keep, like, keep everyone you know, like, safe. Wash your hands, like, keep two metres apart. Da, da, da. It's like, boom, boom, boom. And they repeat it over and over again, like like a mantra, like, mm. a, like literal brainwashing. And they repeat it and they repeat it. And, uh, you know, and now people are almost saying it's like a sign-off, like, stay safe. Or whatever and you think jesus christ like you know it's like repetition repetition it works and, great with the lie yeah yeah and, and for people that have you know their tv on in the background or whatever and then you like stay safe stay safe like stay alert it was one of them they've, they've changed the slogan so often it's quite bizarre 
Yeah. They've had so many. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that. They're kind of... Uh, just can't get it right. They're really, they're really just really experimenting now. Like, trying to... Yeah. What's the one that, that scares and unites? You know? <laughs> unites the people in fear. <laughs> well, yeah, and like as soon as the, the, the sort of fear was dying down a little bit, it was suddenly like, new strain. And that was the, the, the thing that was like putting the, the fear of God into people and kind of justifying them letting everyone go out and buy all their Christmas shopping and their Christmas presents and the food and the drink and then suddenly saying, oh, no, actually, now Christmas is going to be cancelled. So they let everyone go out and consume, like good good little consumers, spend, 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 but then cancel the thing that they would have been going out to spend all the money on, Christmas. Mm. So, yeah, strange thing to do, but they, they did it by saying... Well, now, now the goalposts have changed because now there's a new strain. Mm. And just by saying that, just by creating that perception of a new strain and, and putting that out into the world as an idea, that perception becomes a reality and, ha- you know, and it's exactly what we're going and, and back the, to the, before. And the like, desire and effect is yeah. always the, works always the same. And yeah. it, They know that's all they have to say to get the desired effect. I'm not saying that there's a new strain or not, but... It, it it doesn't matter to a point. It the the perception of a new strain is all that's needed to move things forward in the way that the powers that be want to move things forward. That that is the the beauty. And I am saying it's probably fake uh, as well. It, it, <laughs> Just for the record, it is, it is the beauty. It's a line. Find it but, difficult to to right. see how they've got a new strain of something that they haven't. Like they haven't proved the original to exist in terms of ever isolating it or purifying it as a disease. They haven't gone through the the Cots postulus to to kind of checklist everything that you would need to to diagnose an infectious agent or disease. And then they're telling us that they've got a new strain of this thing. It's like they're saying that um, they've they've fact they got a unicorn two when they still haven't proved. The existence of a unicorn. I'm just not really, not really buying it. But yeah, I think I think that's a. We can get onto all I of think, that. I think COVID is a great uh, perception deception. Um, I think. I like the way it's just shortened to COVID now. COVID well, now. you say COVID, I say COVID. COVID. I don't. You, know, you say tomato. I say well, tomato. tomato. I, you know, I think I've been calling it COVID since it started. I don't think I've even called it COVID once. I say COVID. I just, you know what? That's. I was. I kept saying COVID nineteen. Now I've just shortened it to COVID. That's you know. fucking lazy. I'm not going to pronounce it properly. I'm just like cough, 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 cough. What? I, I, mean, I do the guy from Face Jacket. So COVID, you know, If 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 COVID or COVID is a is a keyword that's being searched for in algorithms, like how many times they say COVID, like we've definitely like triggered it. Or you probably malfunction. You probably have. Covid view, but every time he hears co- me say Covid, he thinks I'm talking about like a Spanish fish or something. <laughs> Toothpaste. <laughs> no, no, maybe it is. Maybe. I thought it was Covid. Covid nineteen. Covid nineteen. Oh, whatever, whatever. Do you think there'd be others like Covid twenty one or my my favourite one? Will there be sequels? No, my favourite one. I can't wait for is going to be Covid one hundred and one. 
<laughs> yeah, COVID one hour or COVID, COVID zero. Or, or like they go backwards, like they do with movies, like no, where it's like no, Resident Evil no, zero, no, no, whatever, they be, and they, they do got, like a prequel. They're like ones they COVID zero. They're ones they'll always get a laugh. Well, like, that's the diet one. I can't wait for COVID sixty nine because people aren't going to be able to sell that. Sell that with a straight face. Oh, he's got COVID sixty nine. It's the sexually transmitted <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You only get it from 69. Yeah, I will be so, so the outlaw of 69. No more 69. <laughs> but it's got the same sort of like, you know how like COVID has all these rules that just totally don't make sense and counteract each other. So you're allowed to, to, to give her head. She's allowed to give you head. What you're not allowed to do, but you can, like, you know, you're just like, oh God, there, like, no loopholes. Si- no like. 69 in allowed on beds, but if the man is physically <laughs> able to lift the woman up by the ankles, you're allowed to 69 standing. <laughs> yeah, you know, but our perception is such an air of COVID is as a whole blown one. But one thing you mentioned earlier... You're still sticking I, with COVID. Yeah, one thing I do like that you did mention was actually how... It's the, COVID. Yeah, COVID. I don't know, I'm still saying it. I don't think no one actually will tell you the truth what life really is because even reality, this world where we're built upon carbon atoms, you know, as far as you much as you're told in school and as you go through life and you still you still understand now that I'm a carbon being but I think uh, one of like the common lies that is still perpetuated is that is that all we are we are just made of carbon I, I think that there's we're a lot bigger than that and there's a lot more to be yeah told. the site the the kind of cold scientific breakdown of like who we are it just doesn't it just doesn't feel it doesn't fill your cup like completely does it like it's just kind of like okay yeah that's telling me how we sort of biologically work but you you can't tell me what consciousness is yeah you you, you can't give me no one tells the you answers to the sort of like bigger philosophical questions the way science just says you know you die and that's it and consciousness dies with your brain and well, the then you become you, like worm food and you well, and, science will you know. tell you that your your vision right now is just images that are electrons that go to your brain and transmit into pictures that's that would be like the breakdown wouldn't it but at the same time uh if it's as simple as that then we would all just believe that but that's a, a common thing that i know and i think that's why people do turn to religion religion is also you know science has its own dogma especially now i feel like science has turned into yeah. a religion in its own right and, uh-huh. and they don't want to go back and rewrite the textbooks it's you know they they have their mind made up on everything and they and and it seems very rigid and unmovable and and similar to religion. Like not going too deep into religion though, and and kind of staying within like the nature of reality and like perceptions. Um, something else that I've been tuned into for the last few years from uh, reading the David Icke books about the nature of reality, where he he talks about that a hell of a lot almost as much as anything else, you know, conspiracies and whatever, like featuring the books. But a lot of it is is about the nature of reality and the nature of the true eye. Um, and yeah, it's a really kind of interesting idea about like reality as we know it. Like we like see reality as this like solid thing. That's kind of how it's 
presented to us. Like we said, carbon, you know, we, we know we're made of carbon. I'm not lying to you about that, are we? Yeah, but when you get down to the sort of atomic level, it's, it's there's like a lot of emptiness there that can't really be explained and the world isn't as solid as we as we think it is. And And the argument that's put forward in the David Icke books is that the world is more like a sea of wave-filled information and your body is like a biological computer that decodes that information. Right. right. So if you think of the world being like, say, Wi-Fi, like Wi-Fi only becomes what it is on your computer screen, images, text, a website, the internet, when you're looking at a screen, when you're looking at a device, a phone or a laptop yeah. or a computer, when when you don't have that device, when you don't have that computer to, to decode Wi-Fi, what, what is it? It's wave-filled information that you can't see, hear, touch, yeah, it's, taste, it's, smell. It's around you, but it's everything but nothing, if any, you know. I'm glad you can't smell it. Yeah. I can imagine. With a name like Wi-Fi. Dodgy Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. Even the name <laughs> like... they got dodgy Wi-Fi here. Your I can wifi's, smell it. Your Wi-Fi stinking, mate. You want to have that looked at. <laughs> Wi-Fi bloody stinks here. <laughs> yeah. Must be a bad area for Wi-Fi. <laughs> don't know. But yeah, it doesn't... Just just because you, you can't see it or whatever, it doesn't mean that it's not there. But you would only become aware of it if you suddenly turn on your computer, go on the internet, and boom. But, you know, my... Dog has no idea that Wi-Fi exists. <laughs> doesn't mean that that it that it doesn't. She has no idea that the internet exists or podcasts exist or any of this stuff that we're talking about. You know. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't mean that it's not there. And and it's kind of like this idea of like, okay, so we can hear a certain range of frequencies, and outside of that, there's lots that we can't pick up again relating back to my my pet like my dog can hear frequencies that that I can't hear like a loud dog whistle or sometimes she'll start barking because she's hearing something that I'm not or she's seeing something that I'm not even sometimes so well, it comes through a lot of animals isn't it like didn't we say like we look at like the hearing of some animals to us like the sight of animal animals look at like our sharks like their senses like a, their sense of smell a drop of blood in the water from a mile away. You yeah. Know, like, yeah, and dog sense of smell. It's like absolutely incredible, like the dogs that search for, for, drugs, for drugs and stuff. So these are, they, they all have heightened senses and definitely better senses that we have akin to the environment. But we don't really understand them, do we? Like how we just don't, because we, we're not a dog. But we know, no, we yeah. know, but we know. Yeah, you're right, yeah. But we, yeah. we can know they exist, but we certainly don't know what it's like to experience sonar and be able to actually yeah. Yeah, pick up on that or have that sense of smell or that heightened ability or, you know. And we, you know, we can only see within a very narrow band of um, visible light. You know, we're, we're, we're actually nearly blind because it's such a narrow band of frequency. We can't see anything outside of that. We can't even see infrared. So we have such a limited perception of the world. And, and really, if there's a sea of wave field information, 
when we put on our <clears throat> virtual reality helmet, you know, open our eyes in the morning. <laughs> like the computer being turned on. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, yeah, the biological com computer. Like, imagine you wake up in the morning and it's like, <laughs> Windows. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, you know, you got to read. What's the other song? Oh. <laughs> 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 I'd like the old sound. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't really make such a like, Grand entrance now with these sounds, do they? But yeah, you've let yourself go, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you kind of, you know, you take a while, don't you? you have a coffee or whatever, and that's like your computer. Like just not that's not a dolphin. That's yeah, supposed that, to be a computer. That, no, that's old school modem for people who don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Even now, mine struggles if I'm like turning on my computer in the morning. It's kind of like me, like, oh, like getting up, you know. But you're body is your biological computer and you are decoding the human experience within visible light and the the narrow band of of information that you can that you can take on that there are ways of accessing higher states of consciousness and more information through deep meditation and and psychedelic experiences yeah definitely if you put on a different vr helmet so to speak like and 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 you were suddenly like a dolphin and you were swimming through the water and you were hearing sonar and stuff you'd be having a, a different experience you'd be a decoding a different set of information from Your the field field yeah yeah so it's the same reality but your experience and your perception of it is different and you're taking less of some parts, more of others. But there's so much that we don't see. Like think of it like a TV. Okay, you're at home, you're watching the TV. You think that you're watching everything that there is. And then one day someone comes in and says, hey, I've got the remote and switches the channel and suddenly you realize there are all these other channels there. Well, mm. They were there all along. You just didn't know when you were just stuck watching one channel. But- I've been there. <laughs> but, as soon, but as soon as you're shown that there are these other channels, you're like, oh, wow. It's like, okay, well, what if our reality is like that? Like, there's all these different dimensions. We're only tuned into one. But when you, like you said earlier, when you when you do psychedelics, and, and, I'm, and I'm sure there's there's other ways of, of getting to this realization, but you, you kind of get a peek into these other realms of consciousness or, or these other dimensions and, and you get a peek into like the unseen and you're seeing things that aren't necessarily hallucinations they're they're things that are always there but you just don't usually have access to them so staying with the nature of reality like it, it kind of feeds into the two greatest fears that i think that uh, the powers that be in the media and, and, and the governments of our world always prey on, and that's the fear of death and the fear of the unknown. And again, when you kind of start looking into the nature of reality, the uh, what ancient civilizations believed, this wealth of sort of hidden information that you're not taught at school, you have to really go out of your way to look for, but at the moment there is more and more of you realize that cultures like say the ancient Egyptians, they didn't have a word for death. They didn't fear death. Like the closest thing that they had as a, as a translation was like, oh, you passed. It was a, it was a passing. It was like, this, this is just an, one experience. 
and when you die you go on to another realm of experience and and you don't die at all they didn't even have a word for death they, you just passed over into your into the next level of experience so we don't we're like talk like well you know this life this is, is within us this is just like what we like have. you've got only 8 years in this physical form yeah and like a fear of death is like natural and inbuilt like i guess to a point it is but culturally like it doesn't have to be that way like we could see see life and death very differently if we really saw it for its true nature which i believe it that isn't just it when you die you 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 kind of go back to the place where you were at before you were born you you join up with a with a larger consciousness and it was this consciousness that you were a part of before you were were born and you get to explore forever forever and you basically go back to the whole you know and the fear of death is something that's played upon like constantly and and also the fear of the unknown and the unknown is you know again if you go back to what what we were saying before with like plato's this idea of like knowing nothing well if you've already got to that point i know nothing therefore it. i am wise you've already admitted that mm -hmm. so fear of the unknown you just you know as david Icke says i like surprises yeah <laughs> you yeah. know <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what, it doesn't scare you anymore. Yeah. It's the same of fear of death. It's like, okay, well, I've got over that one because I know fear of death. You know, death is 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 not the end. No. It's just a passing. It's just another realm of experience that I go yeah. into. And fear of the unknown, well, doesn't bother me. I already that know that in the great scheme of things, I know nothing, and therefore, you know, anything that's in the unknown is just something new that I'm going to learn. It's like by by our perceptions being different if we were shaped differently by society we would have different perceptions and we wouldn't be so easily manipulated well we wouldn't be able to be manipulated at all over fear of the unknown and fear of what, death like we are today what, what if like we've taught through school and just world and common practice that we we just believe in life and death in the nature simple as that Black and white. Black it's and always boiled down to just like black and white. The 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 myriad of like greys in between is just like they just don't want you to look into that. It's all just like black if, and white life. What if and death. life was just what if this life was just a face? What if carbon reality, uh, vir this virtual or not virtual, but this own reality, the reality that you own. take the VR helmet the, off. The conscious reality, should I say? What if when this, we're doing the podcast, <laughs> what if this is just a phase? What if you live your eternity, which is like this is kind of where I'm coming from, or just like, a dream, or just a dream? What if it is just never ending? You know, there's there's no or a test. There's no level. There's no life and death. Like this, that's just definitive answers given given for unknown questions because no one actually knows do they it's just a brief experience that's how i yeah view a brief it. a brief experience in the, amongst the stars you know it, yeah. it, i've always kind of gone to the familiarity that i think we're just energy and we're energy returned i mean you live you die a carbon life don't get me wrong because your body must rot in the ground it must go yeah. somewhere but your consciousness is given upon birth and it's energy that is given it's energy is always returned and i'm afraid for some of you, you may be returned and never to be seen again, and some of your energy might be kept getting plucked out of the universe and given a host for 
as many lies. I mean, it's just a theory. It's just kind of a personal belief. But it is something that they don't entertain, you know, that we are we often intend led to believe in life, a common... And I think it is a deception. It's that fact that it's as simple as life and death. You've only got a certain amount of years to fill all this stuff in that we, we've been talking about. And, and a lot of it has been definitely false. False, false maybe well. that's why it does feel like such a such a race a race to the end kind of thing mm. it's like if people thought it was a brief experience maybe they wouldn't be in such a hurry for it to be over you know Good point. yeah they probably they probably take their time a bit more uh probably a bit like you and me <laughs> definitely you yeah, a common analogy. People have said you're so laid, laid back, you're practically lying down. <laughs> you're horizontal. I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Schism. We've got plenty more episodes on the way. In the meantime, follow us on our Instagram at schism.tv keep watching the skies.